Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mark Thompson. Get woke. God bless you. Get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. And gentlemen, it's that time again. And as we have heard about the jobs numbers, what do they mean? Um, how do we look at them in the context of an ever-shifting landscape? Um, we want to get into that, as always, with our jobs and unemployment numbers expert every month. He joins us faithfully, and we appreciate him. He's a chief economist at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, centeronbudget.org. Our good friend, Chad Stone. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? Just fine, just fine. I know you've been busy and working hard, even in the pandemic. So let, let's just start here. Um, people were rehired but it's possible that as quickly as some people went back to work with the surge in cases that they may be right back off those jobs again correct correct um i i i did a i did a pretty small tweet thread about about it because my lead sentence was another jobs report (laughs) 
that can't keep up with the virus. Oh, right. <laughs> the world is changing under our feet. Yeah, yeah, it 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 it, it literally is. Um, 4.8 million up, but um, 14.4 million below what it was in February. Correct. That's right. So so employers employers added jobs in May, and then they added even more. It, I'm sorry, in April. Um, no, in May. <laughs> Keep my month straight. Um, yeah. they, they added jobs in May, and then they added more again in June. The 4.8 in June. Um, a lot of jobs. However, the the decline from February. April was a devastating month. April was the worst month. We had we had huge increases in unemployment, huge losses in jobs, and we got we got some of them back. However, both May both May and June, the the, the time when the survey was taken that gathered the data to produce this report was still a time when businesses were opening a little bit and restrictions were being relaxed. But in the last couple of months, as the as the as the cases uh, the COVID cases are surging, lots of governors are are putting more restrictions in, and and so um, the. Jobs are going to be disappearing already. Yeah, from that from that four point eight million. Let's stay here for a minute. What do we know? Is it too early to know what sectors the four point eight million were in? Well, um, I I think uh, I I think that that they're in this in the sectors that took the biggest hit. That if, as if restaurants are starting to open up. Um, and and things like that. Um, then the people earning low wages because they're they're in jobs that pay low wages for in many cases for historical reasons having to do with barriers to opportunity. Um, right. They got they got slammed. Right. In April, they've come back some, but that may be short lived again because of the the closing down again. Well, and, and I don't think that's uh. <clears throat> That's a may, Chad. As as uncertain as we can be about yep. the economy, I, I think that's a pretty. I think we can bank on that prediction, that's and, right. and not look like you and I are so prophetic for saying it. I mean, I think <laughs> know what's going on. Okay, unemployment rate eleven point one percent now, three and a half percent in February, still in recovery. That's where we were now. Um, Right now, white unemployment rate 10.1, Latino 14 and a half, black 15.4. Right. Uh, and, and just for, for good measure, assuming we all this out, the change between February and today is 8.7 for the white community, 12.9% change for the black community. 12.4% change for the Hispanic Latino population. That's right. Thank you for those are percentage. Those are percentage changes in the number of people with jobs. So those are job losses. And again, if we look at black and Latino, we're talking about people in these industries that are heaviest hit and the industries. So wait a minute, Chad, let's be clear. The industries that are taking the hit hits, are they not also likely to be the industries 
where people are at a great risk of exposure? Sure. If you're in a face-to-face -face industry, um, that, which was, was certainly restaurants and, 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 and things like that, or, or taking care of people, um, that's, that puts you at risk. We know that, that um, the reason we have social distancing is that when people are close to each other on a, on a, on a sustained basis, that's, that's what causes the spread. And so, so, yeah. <laughs> so, wait a minute then, Chad. Can we not hypothesize that there is a direct relationship between more reopening and therefore more hiring and more jobs and increased COVID cases? In increased COVID cases if, if really serious social distancing measures aren't, aren't taken. I mean, if you, if you see if you see um, see hairdressers uh, um, with with a lot of equipment masks and things like that um, that that provides substantial protection even though it's 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 close up but you have to be doing that and the customer has to be careful customers need to be wearing masks when they come in and and you can't guarantee that but 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 you're right that um, as we open up it be, the, the the risk of the, the risk of, of the virus um, goes up, um, although, uh, you know, New York went through a really horrible time and they got things under control and they're taking precautions since. And I'm not, I'm not sure that they're not the center of attention of cases going up anymore. That's, that's out in the people who thought it could never happen to them. Right, right. They thought it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter at all. Initial unemployment insurance claims for regular state programs, is that right? Yeah. Weekending June 27th, uh, about 1.4 million. The four week average seasonally adjusted is 1.5 million. Um, a year ago, mm, the four week average was just 225,000. Right. Wow. Yeah. So remember, in 2019, the economy was really doing uh, doing well, and and all, lots and lots of people's job prospects improved substantially, um, and unemployment was down, and hence unemployment insurance was down. Yeah. Today was a was a double day today. Every Thursday, we get information on uh, the previous week's unemployment insurance claims, and the first. Friday of the month usually, but because of July 4th, uh, we, get, we get the jobs report that you and I always talk about. And, and both of them came out today. So, so, I, we, so this morning I'm putting together uh, information about the uh, unemployment claims and information about the jobs report, yep. What do we know, it seems I heard someone on television talking about um, uh, government jobs, state and local government jobs. What do we know about those numbers? State and state and local government jobs have gotten clobbered. Hmm. They they are way down, um, and 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 it, it could get worse. Or some some of it may be um, st states and, and and governments preparing for the next fiscal year. So states have balanced budget requirements, unlike the federal government in their operating budgets. Mm -hmm. And so that means that when a recession comes along and states you lose revenue 
they either have to raise taxes or cut spending and lay people, lay employees off. And uh, July 1st, yesterday was the most, most state government fiscal years start on July 1st. And it was clear leading up to this that that state revenues were going down a lot and they were going to they were going to have to start take, to take measures and so so state and local governments have been laying off jobs um april may and june by a lot and so that's why one of the things that um we and others are arguing for in the next relief package which we hope we can get um is uh is fiscal assistance from the federal government to state and local governments primarily channeled through the states so that they're not under the same amount of pressure to lay people off and so forth. Maybe hire some people back if, if they get if they get the money. But but state states are looking ahead. They have a but they're 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 thinking about their budgeting for the fiscal year that we're now in. They were thinking about it for a while and they're saying, man, our revenues are going to be really bad and we're gonna we're, we're taking steps to 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 cut back ahead of moving into the fiscal year but it could get worse um, so yeah that is that is a major that is a major problem uh, in the economy and it's a big hole yeah. now states have rainy day funds they'll they'll they'll, they'll do that but they're going to need help from the federal government um total employed population am i seeing this correctly um let's the see 54.6 Oh, oh, the, oh, right. The, the employment population ratio, the share, the share of, of, of uh, people with a job right. that, that, that um, in February, 61%. And remember, that includes a lot of people who are retired, that it's the, the 16 and over population. So a lot of those people aren't even looking for jobs. But, but so, so that's that Donald Trump once tried to, to argue that that was the unemployment rate, but uh, <laughs> he was counting people who were retired and didn't want a job. Um, but uh, he learned. Um, so anyway, yeah. So in February, 61.1% of the population were working. In Feb in uh, in June, 54.6%. That's a huge drop. That's a huge drop. It's up a little bit from it was it was about 50% um, in April. Remember, April was when everything got slammed the worst, and come back a little bit in May and June. But I like I like to keep the focus on the whole, not on the fact that you've climbed out a tiny bit. <laughs> When 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 was the last time we saw a drop that big historically? Would that have been in the recession? Um, well, it didn't it didn't it didn't it didn't it didn't go down that much in the in the Great Recession. Um, you you you. I'm not sure. I don't think I don't think in the data uh, it's been it's been this low for a very long time. Now, for for a long time, the employment population rate. If we if we take a long view, the employment population ratio was increasing because women's labor force participation was increasing. So women were coming into the labor force. I'm talking over a very long span. Um, and then um, it kind of peaked around 2000 and it's kind of drifted down um, a little since then. And a lot of that has to do with men. Um, men men's labor force participation has been, has been slipping for a variety of reasons. So this is June. Undoubtedly, with the the increased spread, the increased number of cases, when we get July's numbers at the end of July, uh, this is undoubtedly going to look very different, isn't it? 
July is almost surely going to be down. The numbers are, the numbers are going to be um, negative, probably, or at least probably probably negative rather 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 than uh, rather than just smaller increases turning turning negative. So so we got a big plunge in April. Climbed out a little bit in May. Climbed out a little bit more in June. We're gonna, probably going to fall back in some in July. How much remains to be seen. And so hence the, the, the real need for more relief. Yes, yes. We, we were talking about um, the, uh, the unemployment insurance data. So one of, the, one, of the, one of the big successes so far of policy and the CARES Act is the substantial amount of relief that's gone to unemployed folks. Lots of money. To lot to to lots and lots of unemployed, and um, and that's really helped them to sustain their their consumption and to sustain the economy somewhat. Now we've talked about this before that the boost to the weekly un unemployment insurance benefit goes away at the end of this month, uh, the six hundred dollar addition to the to to what for many people is a rather paltry regular unemployment insurance benefit. So this this is this is, this has been a great success. In, in keeping the economy from deteriorating worse, in helping out lots and lots of people who would be in really bad straits without it. But they are in danger after July 31st of, of losing uh, important amounts of purchasing power. And don't really understand um, why, and maybe the, maybe the president and the, um, and the Republicans in the Senate are recognizing that it's not a, it's not a good thing. People are not going to be happy when this happens, and maybe they'll be more enthusiastic about continuing the relief. Um, we'll have to see. They're realizing it. I don't know. It, it, it's it, it just the parties you just named, the individuals, just what a, a, a literally the past twenty-four hours have agreed that people should actually wear masks. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, that, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about, uh, guess what? It's not just a blue state phenomenon, which is what they thought. And uh, yeah. yeah, they're recognizing well, that. That's well, hopefully they'll realize that. I mean, obviously there's been a lot of spin. Oh, the economy's great and everything is great. Yeah. But the actual, especially these the numbers as they're changing, as you said, the ground shifting beneath us, that uh, betrays that spin. Um, but again, I didn't do well in economics in school, but you've taught me. Oh, you've had, you've had lots of years of training now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, as I'm sorry, I wish I had you back in the day. But it's clear that if you um, extend and expand that unemployment insurance, insurance relief, as well as anything else you can throw in there, that's spending power, that's what the economy is built on. So at least something is still going on. That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, so so unemployment insurance, SNAP, food stamp benefits, aid to state and local governments. And and besides SNAP, um, some 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 assistance and housing assistance to very to folks who are really struggling to get by. Um, mm -hmm. And, and don't have much income, don't have jobs, don't have much income. Um, so general assistance, like, you know, a, 
TANF is what's left of, of, of welfare, but, but beefing that up and more housing assistance. Uh, are, so those are all things that help people and help the economy. So have you had a chance to look at the, and I don't know even know how accessible they are, so I don't mean to put you off the spot, but have you had a chance to look at employment numbers from other countries around the world during this pandemic and, and how that's being handled? We know, I think we already know that other countries are doing a lot better than the United States in terms of offering relief. Many of them are. Uh, they came right out at the beginning and we're like, okay, we're gonna take care of our populations. But have you had a chance to look at those numbers and, and how those economies are being impacted? I, I, I haven't. Um, a, major, a major difference is, is a lot of European countries um, gave relief to employers, and, and that was to, to give employers an incentive to keep workers. That's right, that's true. In the United States, we really did do a lot with unemployment insurance. We took a different route, but it helped the same people. And, and given the difference between um, our labor, labor, our labor relations between management and, and labor, in, in Europe, they, they bargain over a lot, of, a lot of things with the government, employers, and the labor unions all working together. And we're, we're not in that situation. But I would say that, um, amazingly, we really did a pretty good job with the CARES Act, especially, especially, with, um, especially with unemployment insurance um, yeah. and, and some other things. So we don't, we don't pale in comparison with them, but, but we will if we let things expire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congress is going home for now, I know. But I think they're due back on the 20th. Yeah, they, they have to do something uh, by July 31st because that's, that's when the uh, unemployment insurance checks um, get smaller. Um, so they come back on the 20th and they literally have 11 days to yeah. try to put something together. Yeah. And, and by that time, won't we get a hint of what this new surge is doing to employment? We'll get a little glimpse of that because well, of the Thursday report. Because the Thursday reports you get, right? Yeah, they, 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 tell us, they tell us about who's on unemployment insurance. Yeah, yeah. So those numbers in, inevitably are probably going to go up. I mean, that's the seesaw, man. You go back to work, surge happens, then you're back off of work again. Right, right. So from an economic point of view, it would just be better to continue with some of the... Uh, or pull phase back some of the reopenings, give people the supplemental income until we can literally make sure this virus is dead. Right. Um, yeah. Or, or, or the, well, there are, there are people get, people start to misbehave if they're cooped up too long. So there has to be, I, I mean, you know, they, they, they break the curfews and things like that. So, so if you do a lot of testing, and and you enforce distancing, you probably can you probably can have a, a, a trade-off between every everything being completely locked down and everything being open and spreading the virus. That um, that requires a balance, um, requires a lot of um, leadership to um, discuss the value of 
doing it that way and the benefits of doing it that way. Um, so we can't, 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 we can't guarantee that we'll see that, but that's, that, that's, that's the, the, the best. And, you know, um, economists, non-ideological economists across the spectrum, and I'm talking about, about responsible conservative economists, are almost all saying, you know, fight, give, give relief, do everything you can to get the economy in back going, which includes, I, I don't mean being dangerous, but, but spend the money <laughs> mm -hmm. because, and don't worry about it at this point. When you're in a crisis, spend the money so that you'll come out stronger. When, when it's safe to go back to work and so forth. People, people, people have, will have some money in their pockets. Um, state and local governments will not have cut back dramatically. Uh, they'll continue to provide services. Um, so that's why, that's why we hope that we go big again in this next package. Um, yeah, it's just that it's, we're dealing with an administration that seems to think they can convince everyone that everything they've done is right and the economy is great. But the very people they're talking to, I mean, we know, I mean, unless you just are utterly interested in deceiving yourself, everybody knows it's not. And especially right now, as this thing is surging, um, it's just not a good place for us to be right now. I think, I think what we're seeing to, to your point is that there's there is a disconnect in in even supporters of the president on accepting everything that that he says and uh, believing their own eyes about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, lastly, we talked about race. You have the numbers on gender at all too. Just curious about women because a lot of these these at-risk industries or at-risk service jobs a lot of women working right. jobs too right we um we have we we did some analysis back um in um either either with i think i guess with the march report starting starting to to kind of look at um what industry what, what industries were the job losses concentrated in and linking it up with other data about who works in those jobs and who 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 suffered? So so a lot of job losses are in low wage these industries that pay low wages. The bottom third of industries ranked by the average wage they pay, and it's black people and Latinos, Latino people. It's people with less than a bachelor's degree. It's women. <laughs> it's it's everyone you could think of. Everyone but me. I have all the privilege, <laughs> but people like me are doing pretty well. Yeah, now I hear you, man. This this is uh, this is a lot. Okay, folks, unemployment rate eleven point one percent. Again, three and a half percent in February is what it was. Um, show four point eight million jobs in this report, and you're going to hear that, you know as this is talked about, but if it's reported objectively, uh, it'll be within the context of this new surge that we've seen and shouldn't get too excited about this. Last time we talked, Chad told us not to get too excited. 
Um, so y'all better listen to Chad. Dismal science. Huh? It's the dismal science of economics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, budget.org. Chad C B P P on Twitter. Um, and he had, you know, posts a lot, posts a lot of threads there. So you could see what he's talking about. And he helps make great sense of all of this on his Twitter feed, as well as on make it plain. And we're always grateful to have him. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. Always great to be with you. We'll talk again next month. Yep. I'm probably won't be great news, but, uh, it's always good to hear your and great to hear your analysis. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.